podcast that you're listening to is being presented to you with the cooperation of the SJ Network. If you're a person who needs a publicist and you want to appear on podcasts, contact Stephen Joyner at s-j-network.com. Let's get on with the show. Today, on our season nine finale, we get a visit from model, actress, and writer, Sherry Nelson. I tried it once. I posed as a round piece of bread, but all the magazines turned it down. Why would they turn it down? They said that they weren't looking for role models. Attention, rebels of the Sherpolution. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. We would like to give you a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial, simply by heading to www.audibletrial.com Sherpa. There are over 180,000 titles of audiobooks and podcasts, including this one, to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. And now, the one and only Mr. Bruce will lead you into the Sherpa chalet. As a reminder, since the Sherpa is a man of questionable taste, many of the foods sold in our cafeteria will be also. Coming to you from Sherpa Chalet in beautiful downtown Mount Podcastia, it's time for entertainment interviews in the Sherpa screening room. Grab an aisle seat and a bucket of popcorn, but don't crunch too loud or you'll miss the show. Now, here's your host, Jim, the podcast Sherpa. Hello there, Rebels. It is I, Jim the Podcast Sherpa, welcoming you to the Sherpa Screening Room. It's a presentation of Too Many Podcasts. That's the podcast about podcasts and so much more. These are one of the so much more episodes that we talk about. And this episode was a particular joy for me to record because of the guest that we have today. Her name is Sherry Nelson. She's originally from British Columbia, Canada, but she's hanging out in Las Vegas right now doing all sorts of stuff in prep for a movie. We're friends on social media, and she is such a nice, kind-hearted person. I think you're going to hear that in this interview. She's very modest. She really doesn't like talking about herself that much. So we kept the interview kind of short and sweet. Well, I was the short, and she was the sweet. So you see how that worked out. So very convenient, I say. And I got to get to know her a little bit better. And uh, we have an interesting story about coffee to share, and uh, have a listen to that as well and get to know what she will be doing in the near future. So without further ado, I bring you my interview with Sherry Nelson. Hello there, Rebels. We are here in the Sherpa Screening Room, and my guest today is one busy lady. She is a producer, a model, an actress, a writer, a co-host, and voted the nicest person in Canada 16 times in a row. (laughs) But she gave it back 15 times, though. You're so sweet. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is Sherry Nelson, by the way, folks, coming to us from Las Vegas. I am. I am. It's a magical place with the palm trees and the sun. But yeah, no, I'm happy to be here. So you've traveled around a little bit. I mean, you're originally from from British Columbia. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I grew up in um, British Columbia, uh, about 40 miles north of the Eureka, Montana border. So I've I've always been close to Americans, and, and it's, it's been nice. I remember uh, I was hearing an older interview with you, and you said you're actually more comfortable talking about lumber than you are talking about yourself. Oh, I, I well, especially compared to the guests that you've had, I 
I don't know if I can do value, but yeah, no, I'm I'm the worst for talking about myself. I'm I'm not good that way. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. I remember there was a while back when Barbara Walters was interviewing someone. I don't know if it was a political figure. And she asked him, if you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be? So like nobody's ever asked you, like, if you were a piece of lumber, <laughs> what kind of lumber would you be? Yeah, no, I think I'd probably be um, some lodgepole pine. It's a good strong board. <laughs> I, I like that. It's ready with an answer and everything. <laughs> yeah. So you originally started, it was your, your family's uh, lumber business working there. In, in Canada. Yes, I was fourth generation. My great grandfather started the um, sawmill just before the Great Depression. And uh, a man offered, you know, the old days, he offered the sawmill to my great grandfather and his friend. And they said, if you can make a go of it, it's yours. <laughs> so they started making telephone poles and shipping them to the United States. So I always have a positive of affection for America because even when I was selling lumber, about 80% of our inventory went across the border. So America has always been great to our family. So how did you get the transition from working in a lumber shop to modeling? <laughs> well, it, it wasn't planned and it was kind of a fluke. I, uh, thanks to Facebook, there was um, a Maxim magazine contest and I got a message. I was actually in California at a Sierra Pacific convention and uh, another lumber company in California. And I got a message from a man saying, there's a uh, model contest. You should submit your photo. And so I thought about, I thought, no. And then I thought, well, if you Google me, you'd never know who I was. So I, I thought, okay, I'll put it in just to say that I did. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of like your previous guest, um, you know, Flynn Hendricks, when he said your childhood dreams go back to that and aspire, you know, with no regard. And so so I submitted my photo and I thought, OK, I'll be in and out. And I progressed throughout the entire um, competition and I became I uh, came in third. <laughs> Was it weird seeing yourself in, in a magazine? I mean, considering that you didn't have like any, you never had like any sort of modeling background before right this was just the first time right you're right well and it was funny because um my family at the time had just sold our lumber company and i was prospecting for lumber jobs um, in canada and the united states and so i you know no disrespect to maxim because it is a pretty fantastic magazine you know mm -hmm. and uh i people kept posting it and posting it and i kept saying take it down take it down, you know, because I wanted, I didn't want people to see me before an interview about lumber trading to see me in lingerie. I don't know if that would win a pro or a con, but anyway, so it was, it was, I was not used to so many people promoting it and it was very nice and humbling. And uh, so, yeah, so ever since then, I, I try to do my best to be positive and, and never disrespect the people that took the time to cast a vote for me because I never want them to think, oh, what was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> and you could have put a whole new spin on the lumber business if you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. So, no, um, I'm, I'm really happy that I, I did take the leap because um, I, I get to, you know, I never ever thought that I would do this type of a career. And as I said, you know, when you're a little girl, you know, we all want to be a princess or wear nice clothes and things like that. And within six months of being in there, I, I was invited to an Oscar party. And, um, you know, November 14th, I'll be going to the Latin Grammy. Never thought, never, ever thought that I'd be going to things like that. So I, I'm honored. And I just always want to try and 
make everyone happy with what I'm doing. So, yeah. <laughs> well, was it kind of a culture shock going from like British Columbia out into like Los Angeles and uh, Las Vegas and big cities like that? You know, I was thinking about that. And with lumber trading, I was constantly promoting our wood products. And so I think that helped prepare me speaking to people in different areas and regions and trying to see where their perspective was, what their likes and dislikes were. So I think in a, in a funny sense, it helped prepare me to hold a conversation with people. And I, I really like to learn things and and I, I always try to have some anecdote for a cocktail party just so that I can be a part of something positive. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good plan. Yeah. A good, a good story and a, and, a, and a good dress, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't look good in a good dress, but, you know, I, I drive with a good story anyway. A lot of what you do also, I mean, when you're not modeling, I know you, you do a lot of interviewing either on, on podcasts or in, uh, in written form, too, in, in like magazines and online publications. I do. I tried to be um, proactive in the sense that when the pandemic hit, you know, I thought, geez, what am I going to do? I need to buff up my resume and my briefcase. So when I can cross the border, I've got something behind me. So, you know, I, I offered certain shows that I would be on. I would say, would you like me to do research for you? So that led to that. And then um, I became co-host on certain shows and I met people through um being a guest and then being a host and and I'm not the best writer but I just try to um profile people that might inspire someone to you know do something good with their life that you know it all it takes is hard work determination commitment you know and like I said I keep going back to your past guest Flynn Hendricks what a diverse career he's had yeah. and you know and he's a success because he wasn't afraid to try and I think you know, that that's the secret of success is, is, you know, don't be afraid to try. Yeah, that's definitely a, a good credo to uh, to live by. Yeah. You know what I was thinking of? I, I never told you the, the coffee story, did I? No. No? Okay. <laughs> well, okay, we'll, we'll let the listeners in. You're, you're going to know part of this, but there's part of it. I actually didn't uh, share this with you online. We tried to do an interview earlier and Sherry was having, uh, having surgery. You messaged me and you felt really bad and you said, you know, like, I'm really sorry. I, I like to, you know, make honor my commitments. And I said, yeah, don't worry, you know, take care of yourself. It's fine. And Sherry had asked me for my home address. So I gave her my address and I didn't think anything of it. And then like within about, I would say about a week or so, there's a knock on the door. I, I go to the door and there was this packet of coffee, the, the Kerry, Kenny Aronoff coffee. And I picked it up and I said, Somebody sent me coffee. <laughs> so there was no card or any or a tag attached to it. I was like, that, that, this is really strange. Now, mind you, I'm for completely forgetting the fact that I gave you my address. Okay, so I'm just looking at this coffee thing like, well, who would send me coffee? So I said, is somebody like signing me up for like the coffee of the month club or something like that? So I said, you know what? Well, there's a number on here. Let's call them up. And I, you know, and I called up and I said, uh, yeah, I got this package of coffee. I said, it's very nice. I said, I don't know where it came from. <laughs> I said, is somebody signing me up for something? And they said, no. They said, the person that bought it for you, you know, they, they paid for it. You're, you're fine. And I said, oh, okay. They, they said, but you have no idea whose entity. And I said, no. And then all of a sudden it clicked. And I said, oh, I know who it is. I said, it's the supermodel that was supposed to be on my podcast. Now, the woman on the phone <laughs> at this point is like, what? <laughs> I said, yeah, well, I have a podcast. She's like, 
are you making this up? I'm like, no, I'm totally serious. And she said, and the supermodel sends you coffee. I said, that's right. <laughs> I'm like, this is an everyday occurrence, of course. So, uh, of course it is. It's your gym. But no, I, I felt terrible. I don't like to cancel. And I was horrified that I did. And, but you were so kind and nice. And of course, you know, I believe in Kenny. And like I said, it's always fun to have something for a cocktail party, like a conversation piece. And it smells good, you know, and it's a good coffee, but it's fun. So I'm glad that you received it. And <laughs> you're so fun. I got to tell you, though, the, the woman was, was very nice. And, and she, cause she's like laughing this whole time. She's like, she said, you know, I never work the phones at the front desk. She says, I'm having the best day ever right now because of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's nice. They're all good things come from Kenny Aronoff. What can you say? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And it all just started with coffee in a dream. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now you've got a conversation piece for Kenny when he's on. <laughs> there you go. I got to keep that one in mind. Now, you uh, you did your first movie, right? Not yet. Um, it's going to be. The pandemic put it on hold. It um, The Warrior of Eight Flags. Right. Okay. And, and you play an FBI yeah, agent. I do. And so that's also why I'm here. So I'm here working out and um, getting as, in as good a shape as I can. And I don't you know, but Canada, we really have strict gun laws. So I don't know how to handle a gun. So um, I'll be learning that. <laughs> and um but no, I'm very excited. And Stephen Chang, he's amazing. I don't know if you remember him from Rambo. Um, he had that famous scene where he was torturing Sylvester Stallone. So okay. he's the brainchild behind it. And yeah, he's he's a great man. And they just, I think it was their 40th anniversary of Rambo up in British Columbia where it was filmed. So um, it, it's it's very exciting for me and I look forward to it. Yeah, the, do they know when it's going to be out yet or it's still, uh, not, they haven't determined a release date yet? Not yet. And Stephen, he's in Canada and it's hard to get out of there. And so they've been trying to rejuggle where filming, because filming is supposed to be in Vancouver, Los Angeles and, and Finland. So the logistics they're trying to rearrange and uh, like everything, everybody kept trying to postpone things. And, and But I think people are just trying an alternative, just get things going. Okay. So that must have been really exciting. I mean, ending up in a, in a movie too. I mean, just going from modeling to you know, doing some, some interviewing and then, uh, and then acting in a, in a movie for the first time. Oh, in an action movie. I couldn't believe it. And then um, about a month ago, um, a man approached me. I did, I did some promotions for a cosmetics company and uh, he sent me a message and he said that they're, recreating for a doc for um, a series uh following the denzel washington american gangster and uh they're creating a role of longevity for me where um i i don't know what i'll be but maybe i'll be the fbi again i don't know do i must look like a person of <laughs> with good stature i don't know but um <laughs> it's kind of fun and my dad goes Maybe they'll make you a heroin addict. And I said, no, it's longevity. So I don't think I'll get killed off the way. So, um, but no, it's it's a lot of fun. And, and um, I'm excited and I'm flattered that people would consider me. So I just want to do the best that I can. And as I, you were talking to some of your guests, I would really like to, you know, dig my nails into some dialects because I've never tried that before. But, you know, it's kind of fun. Did they have to kind of like tone down your look? Because, I mean, as a model, you know, you've got a very specific, you know, appearance. You know, did they 
made you look like did they pull your hair back in a bun and make you wear glasses or it was just just they just kind of kept the natural look on you well i'm not sure we haven't started the filming so i'm not sure yet but oh. i will send you a photo i'll send you a before and after <laughs> <laughs> okay it sounds good with the skincare thing are you you going to become like an influencer or just like a spokesperson or how how is that going to work um, I, I just speak for the co- the cosmetic company. It, it's a great product. It's RestoraCell. It's um, got copper peptides in it. And uh, so I did a few shows promoting that for them. And yeah, it's it's a nice, uh, I'm not affiliated with them other than speaking on their behalf. So, mm-hmm. but it's it's a great product. We're sure that uh, you, you'll be, you can be the face behind the product. Did you ever do you ever any advertising before? No, except lumber. Right, except lumber. <laughs> so no. <laughs> yeah. you, you've gotten a chance to uh, interview a lot of different people in, in the course of between your writing and, and being on podcasts and everything like that. Was there any special favorite guests that you enjoyed speaking with? Oh, my goodness. There were so many. And uh, I, I was so fortunate. One of my very first interviews was um, Mickey Burns. And he's that legendary talk show host out of uh, Manhattan. And uh, I was listening to him being interviewed about how he prepares. And I thought, I have got to start doing my homework. So <laughs> I like him. But I uh, and I know you've had Stacey Toy on the show and her and I co-hosted at Fan Room Live. And uh, so people always said that I'm kind of the rocker girl. <laughs> so I've become a lot of friends with a lot of the fun guys from, well, Kent Yarenoff, of course, Leland Sklar, uh, the guys from Anthrax. And uh, yeah, so it's just amazing, especially now when you hear them on the radio, it sounds different <laughs> because they're your friend. It's hard to believe, but it's, it's, I feel like I've won the lottery and I'm very lucky. Yeah. It's interesting when uh, you, you connect to people who are like on, TV and in the movies and stuff like that, because you kind of get to know them in your own special way. And then when you see them, it's like, oh, yeah, that's my buddy. You know, or that's, you know, that I'm like that sometimes when uh, when I've had like when I see guests who were in a movie or something like that, I'm like, that's the person I just talked to last week. You yeah, know, it's, no, it's, weird. it's amazing. Yeah, no, it's it's wonderful. And, you know, um, the streaming has just made the world a lot smaller and connected with people. So. Um, it's it's wonderful. And, and like I said, I always, because of the maxim, it was an inclusive where people took time out of their day to vote for me. So whenever I can invite people to an event or give them tickets to meet someone, I always try my best to remember those that have always supported me and give back to them because I'm, I'm so lucky and happy and I want to make them happy too. That's really an amazing spirit that you have, that you're, you're very gracious to people and you're very grateful as well. And I think a lot of people forget it, forget that sometimes like they, they kind of get to themselves to a spot in their lives and they forget about the people who help get them there. And I always notice, like, whenever you post things on social media, you're always acknowledging people. You know, it's that you, you don't put the focus on yourself. It, you know, you're very, you know, you're very humble that way, you know. <laughs> well, I remember in high school and I, I love reading biographies and I remember reading about Jacqueline Onassis and uh, how important it was for her to send thank you notes. And especially after when her husband was killed and she sent a thank you note to every single person and just the integrity and the kindness. And, you know, it might be just a few words, but it just makes you feel that you mattered to somebody. And I, I always want people to know that I genuinely 
am appreciative of people's support and kindness because it's easy to not be nice. But, right. You know, but um, but I've been really lucky that most I'd say everybody's always been nice. And and I remember when I first started selling lumber, and my dad said, "You'll be talking to a lot of Americans, and Americans they are the funnest." people you'll ever meet they'll always be joking and having a good time and he was right and your humor and I I you know the Americans just make us happy and so yeah so with all the things that you've done so far you know with acting and, and modeling and and the writing and interview is, is there anything else that you want to tackle that you haven't tried yet well there's a few things coming up I'm excited about I'll be in a couple music videos and uh I'd like to tackle the dialects, like I said, mm-hmm. you know, because that, that's one way to really tell a story. Um, but there's just so much. And I, you know, the funny thing is, is I've always enjoyed Maria Calais, the long-suffering girlfriend of Aristotle Onassis. And I started writing a story about her. And I, you've probably seen the one and only Angelina Jolie will be playing her in a bio in a biography, and I cannot wait to see that. So now I'm not doing that, okay. <laughs> but I uh, I just I really enjoy profiling people that you know I have great talent, great merit, uh, worked hard, and I love going back to nostalgia. And uh, I'm not a me too girl, whether it's women, men, country music, rock music. Um, I know that in your intro, you don't say classic rock, but um, I just like to tap into everything because everything has something to offer. And uh, yeah, and, you know, there's something about a young mind that is unimpressionable. And if you can tap into their openness and learn from them, you know, it's it's kind of nice to um, watch little people and see how they have perceptions. They're They're smart. Sometimes I think younger people can also learn from older people too. That there's, there's got to be a little bit of a, a, a back and forth yeah. too. You know, they have to kind of keep certain things in mind. Yeah, yeah. And no, um, well, this lady that I went out for dinner, she was talking about medical research and things. And I thought, geez, that'd be a fun project for a teacher. Do you remember the game Operation? Sure. So if you had little people and you said, okay, here's the ailment, how would you fix it? without the buzzer going off and their little minds, you know, they're untainted. So it'd be so interesting to see what their instincts would be. So I think we can learn a lot from them. You can learn a lot from the compassion of animals. And uh, it's just always nice to put the phone down or something and lift your head and look around and, and take in what's, what's around us. Yeah. You have these great philosophies going on here, Sherry. No, no, no. It's it's not Vegas that's doing that to you. That's just that's just coming straight from Canada, right? Oh my goodness! I can't believe when I go to the gym, I drive past the Luxor Mandalay Bay, and I could I told my girlfriend I said, uh, "Crazy Horse Three is opening up twenty four hours, seven days a week." I'm like, "Yay!" <laughs> so it's it's so fun. This city has so much energy, and uh, I'm I'm so happy to be here. And and uh, yeah, no, life is really good. Yeah, what's what's always interested me about Vegas, I've been there twice, is that it's all that light in this one area and it's it's all darkness around it. It's just kind of like this, it's a lit up oasis, literally. Yeah, well, I remember they used to say, oh, there's three things you can see from outer space. You can see the Great Wall of China, clear-cut logging in BC, which I don't agree with, <laughs> and the light from the Luxor. Really? So I don't know if that's true, but 
you know, Las Vegas, there's just, it, it's pretty fantastic here. It's, it's, you're, Americans are pretty great. Like, I remember my dad was down here and he went to the first um, Las Vegas Knights hockey game. And he said, oh, wow, they sure know how to do things down there. They had stage shows on skates going on before the game and only in America. It's just, you guys are so great. What are some things that we can look forward to uh, pretty soon? I mean, I, this, this show will be out in December, so probably going into like 2023. Any uh, major plans for you? Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to have a new article written out about um, a Sam Lowe. He's a, an up-and-coming country singer, and he's pretty great. And uh, it'll be in my girlfriend's magazine, customtrends.tv, and she's beautiful. So if you live in Houston, she'll deliver a magazine right to your door. And so I've got an article for her. And, uh, yeah, no, um, I'm just maybe doing another show. I'm not sure. I've been talking to a man about doing an East Coast, West Coast show. I'd be on the West Coast. So um, lots of opportunities that I'm A little more FBI will. training in the meantime, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I still get nervous holding the gun, but I guess that's the Canadian in me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure after a while it'll go away. <laughs> so, so how can people follow you on, on social media, Sherry? My handle on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and YouTube is XOXO Sherry XO, spelt like the wine, S A G R R Y. So, and you can see me on Facebook. Okay, there you have it. So, thank you so much for coming on the show. Her name is Sherry Nelson. Keep an eye out for her, especially when the Warrior of Eight Flags comes out, and she'll be ready with the gun and, uh, and she'll be ready to rumble too, I guess. Too. Yeah, hopefully, I'll see you in Vegas. Okay. Thanks again for coming on the show, Sherry. Thank you. Let's get back to the Sherpa. Sorry about that. No. Thank you so much to Sherry Nelson for coming on down to the Sherpa screening room. And thanks a lot to you for listening and spending a little bit of time. You know what? If you've been keeping track, this is the season nine finale. Yes, it is. I know. But what now, Sherpa? We can tell you what happens now. Next week, we will do the season nine wind down where we pay tribute to all the guests that we've had in this wonderful season, Sherry included, of course. And we let you know what's going on with the Sherpa-lution. And I'm sure that's one thing that you want to know because people are starting to listen. I see that. I see that. I hear you. And I see you, you with the hat. We will be talking about all that sort of stuff. Next week, we will have Sherpa samples, Sherpa suggestions, and anything else Sherpa-related. It's just that simple. So don't miss it. Next week, we'll be here, and we hope that you will be too. So thanks a lot for listening, and Lord Mr. Bruce, it's time to head on out of here and begin work on the wrap-up. Till then, folks, viva la sherpa Lucian. Thanks for listening to the Sherpa Screening Room. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast. I'm Mr. Bruce, and this has been a Sherpa Loose Studios production. Viva la Sherpa Lucian!